Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the opening line. We are your hosts, Wits and Roz. Today we are joined by Tam- Tamis. I always do that. I always combine your, your nickname to yourself. But we're joined by Thomas Gandolfi. Um, Thomas, welcome. How you doing? What's up, everybody? Like I said, I got to break you guys up from here and Roz do this shit all the time. So I feel you. Let me speak. I'll add, add, a third, add a third party. But, hey, Ethan, we've been in the, we've been in the same boat. We've been on the same boat. And our oars have been going in the same motion lately, so I like this. It's been clean. It's been good. Thomas, hopefully you don't take this next part too hard, and hopefully we don't ruin our auras. But, Wits, you find yourself in this place often, especially over the past two years. How is it at the bottom of Mount Everest, looking up at the top of the mountain? <laughs> a little bit toughy. I like my team a lot better than last year, but like you said, it's been, uh, it's been over a year since I've tasted above 500. So. Uh, we're gonna have to get back to work this week, but it was a uh, yeah tough week one loss again. So, and I gave you your, and I gave you your sound clip. Yes, Roz is at the top of the KMML league right now, one and zero, most points in the league. High week, week one, he is on a tear over the last two seasons. He's coming for trophy gold this year. That's fantasy football. What else we were doing was betting. Wits, I'll give you credit. You were five and zero in your NFL picks. We're gonna go over that in a little bit. College football, I dominated that stretch five, four, and one. If you're listening to the show, you're making money, but you got to be listening to the show first. You know where else you can get this money? Get it at betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. Teams are back on, back on to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website on your, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sports expert. Thomas and Wits have been submitting bets there for years, even before they were a company. So go give it a shot. Hang out with Thomas and Wits. Make some money following our picks. Boys. Football's back. We mean us three. This is not dissimilar to what it was on Sunday. We hung out 12 hours, laying on a couch. Thomas took a nap. Wits got in an argument with his mother. All on the same day. What a beautiful, beautiful thing it was. How are we feeling that football's back? Um, I think the nap is uh, 
Jeff should tell you that I am out of game shape. So <laughs> Thomas was the lineman who went down after the like first quarter with dehydration and a cramp. Tommy, uh, uh, yeah. He was uh he didn't even go out on Saturday. I thought he was gonna <laughs> Going to be down for the challenge, but we'll uh, we'll get him back into game shape. Um, I didn't falter off until about the second half of the Bears games, so made it through my. One, I was going to say first. there was there's only one strong man the entire time. Your boy Roz sat through the entire thing, and that is with a Packers 38 to three loss. He still stuck around for the boys. Was still in game shape. Yeah, that's uh, we, we had to call your roommate to get all the sharp objects out of your room too. We certainly did. No, no ropes either. Um, it's great to have football back, man. And I know college has been back now for about three weeks, but it's just, it's exciting where it's revamped. The NFL fans are back. I mean, just last night on Monday night football, the Raiders won a stupid game. They had no shot winning. I mean, that was a game where everybody wanted to lose, but it was in front of a rowdy, rowdy group of Las Vegans who are now fans of this Raiders team back baby it is back that's really all i can say to it fantasy gambling football college everything cheerleaders um you know it's 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 a fun it's a fun ride let's start with college football because that's how we typically do it on this show um we've got quite we're coming off quite the week osu down usc down to a seven they were a 17 point favorite and then they fire their head coach. A lot of the top are going down, OSU being the biggest, Oregon being like, where you at, Roz? Here's the one, two. Quick knockout after I talked so much shit about the Pac-12. But, which, what was your initial takeaway from last week and the college football spread? Yeah, Roz, I mean, things are really opening up playoff-wise. Like you said, Ohio State goes down, um, and this line ticked up from – you know, 12 and a half to 15, 15 and a half before game time. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, one of the best players on the defensive side of the ball for the Ducks, uh, ruled out right before game time. So Ohio State was laying two touchdowns at home. They can't get it done. Oregon really controlled most of this game. And, you know, I know the stat line says C.J. Stroud throws for, you know, 485 yards and three touchdowns. But I think his lack of mobility on the ground or just refusal to run around in the pocket and make some plays with his legs um, really made this Ohio State team pretty one-dimensional. So Oregon, this is a huge win for them. And the Ohio State going down um, definitely opens up one of those playoff spots because we had Clemson go down week one. Now the number three team goes down. So got a lot of outside teams looking in right now that might find themselves with a shot. And I think a couple of those teams you got to look at, one of them is the Iowa Hawkeyes, right? I mean, they went on the road to Iowa State and really dominated the Cyclones. I mean, Iowa State had five turnovers. 27-17 doesn't do that score justice because Iowa was absolutely mauled Iowa State. Um, so they're a team to look for with, not, not a very tough schedule the rest of the way. And then Notre Dame hangs on for another week, um, almost blew the game versus Toledo, but they find a way to hang on as, a, as an 18-point favorite. So, Roz, it was, it was a big was a, I was going to say, I was hoping we talked a little bit about Notre Dame. Notre Dame should be out in two. I couldn't agree more. I they hate should, Notre Dame. I mean, we, I hate Notre Dame as well. They, that, that's an 0-2 theme, if you ask me. Well. As we sit here right now, they are 2-0, and Roz, like you said, um, 
Clay Helton is gone in USC. They lose by two touchdowns as a two-touchdown favorite. One of the more embarrassing games I can remember uh, for the Trojans over the past few years. I mean, they haven't been very good, but to lose to David Shaw and that Stanford team is definitely a fireable offense, and that's exactly what happened. A couple other games that I was looking at, um, Texas really didn't even show up against Arkansas. Down 16-0 at half. Um, they really didn't come to play. Arkansas was a hot pick by a lot of people. I actually liked Texas in that game, but um, they just didn't show up. And then I think the big nightcap, which uh, Tommy had this right on the screws, BYU takes down Utah, uh, top 25 team at home. They win 26-17. So BYU, another team that uh, is creeping up there as well in the top 25. Love BYU. Roz pick last week against 4-1. and one. Roz, that, a very successful that color, week. That color blue, too, is sexual. Hey, not, yep. a, not a BYU, Tom. Not at yeah, BYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're That'll right, get you right, kicked off right. the team. Hey, right. you check yourself. We love the Mormons here on this show. Hey, the, I do too. The I, 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 they give the I, best blowjobs. Anyways, um, no, it's uh, – <laughs> see, we'll keep that one in. Uh, no, but uh, BYU, a, a nice little pick for your boy Roz over here last week, along with Georgia. I'm telling you, the big spreads matter. I'm going to hit you with them this week as well. And, Wits, did you tap on Iowa? Did you tap? Did you give a little – tap on Iowa there? Um, yeah, I didn't have him on the show, but I did tap him a little bit on game day. And, you know, game was never – they were in control the whole game, was never out of reach. So that was, it was a fun one to watch. Brock Purdy ends up getting benched. And uh, this Iowa State team, um, it seemed like the time to buy on them was last year because, you know, the bigger a team gets, the bigger the name gets, the more the expectations weigh. And they just – they weren't able to get it done. And they, they played really poorly – at home versus a, you know, a big rival in Iowa. No, it was great. Um, Iowa, our little dark horse team, it'll go as far as it can take itself, but it's good to see Iowa go on the road and get that W. Now they're in the top five, which is incredible. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been an exciting little run for these backup teams. Fuck Miami. Just put that out there. Winning I, two I would, against Appalachian State. I, just want to I would like to put, I would like to put this out there that, I for, since you guys have the Iowa as your dark horse team, I hate Iowa. So I will cheer for you guys as a dark horse team, but hope they get embarrassed in the uh, college football playoff. Just absolutely boat raced. <laughs> a little boat race. Yeah, we'll yes. see. We absolutely will see. Let's get into this week. You know, it is week three in college football. Nebraska going on to Oklahoma, a game they are just talking all about on Fox Sports. They want you to watch. They want you to watch that game. They really, really do. Um, Nebraska's going to get their dicks punched in. It's what it is. It is what it is. Happens to the best of them. They're going to get chomped this week. I think Oklahoma, for a resounding 76-0 victory last week, um, has recovered from whatever the fuck happened week one. Um, you look around the pitch a little bit. You got Notre Dame hosting Purdue. This one's for Mike Straface. Let's get a Purdue. Let's get a Purdue W for Mike Straface. I think Notre Dame, it's time they lose. Big game. I agree. Alabama and Gainesville this week. Now, Gainesville, I believe, is near Jacksonville. I'm not sure. But I need a redemption after what happened to Green Bay and Jacksonville last week. Give me Bama minus 15. Let's get Bama minus 15 here. I love that spread. You take Bama spreads, the little Portnoy, the little Portnoy action every week. 
put money on Bama, sprinkle it, sprinkle it, let him know that you're there, let him feel you there. Bama goes on, no Tim Tebow to help this Florida team. We're going to get a Bama win, minus 15. Um, and then some other big games that I'm looking for, Arizona State, BYU, which is still kind of a hater. We'll get into that when we give our picks, but that's a ranked matchup. UCLA hosting Fresno State. Fresno, you know what? Fresno Frisky State, you know? I think Fresno is a little bit of a frisky team. I think UCLA is playing very well this year with Chip Kelly at the helm. So we'll have to see. Um, Tom, you're going to have your picks, but Wits, I felt the most efficient way to do this is why don't we just, why don't you rattle off your five picks, give anything you want to say about them. I'll rattle off my five picks and we'll give Thomas his guest pick slots. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, speaking of Purdue, they are one of my picks this week going on the road against the fight in Irish. Um, Notre Dame, like we said, has played a couple really close games that they probably should have lost early in the season here. And Purdue, also a 2-0 team. I like the seven points on the road here. Purdue took care of business against probably one of the bottom five teams in college football last week in UConn, but 49 nothing. I like the trend of this team. I think Notre Dame finally slips up here. And my second game of the week, uh, I'm going to go with Vanderbilt at home, plus 12 versus Stanford. The Cardinal came up big last week with a win over USC, but I think this is just too many points here, Roz. I mean, 12 points. I've got this game as about a six or seven point game. So I love Vanderbilt at home here. I think Stanford goes back to the usual here and puts up another dud effort like they did in week one. And then looking at another small favorite that I like um, is Oklahoma State. They're on the road against Boise State. Um, they're getting four and a half here. 2-0 on the season. Boise State dropped a close one to UCF in week one and demolished UTEP last week. I was on UTEP. Wasn't happy about that. But I think Oklahoma State, I think they're a much better team. I think they're going to beat Boise State straight up here. So I'm going to take them plus the four and a half on the road. And then looking at a couple small favorites that I like, Arizona State. This is one of the marquee matchups of the week. I'm doing it again. I'm a Mormon hater. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I am going to take the Sun Devils. Minus three and a half on the road versus BYU. Huge win by BYU last week over Utah. And I think it's just going to be too many weeks in a row um, of them playing great football. So I like ASU and Herm Edwards here. And my last game of the week, um, you want to look at a non-ranked opponent at home versus a ranked team that is favored. Uh, I, I love this setup here. West Virginia minus three versus Virginia Tech. I love what Virginia Tech did week one versus North Carolina, but I, th I think they turned out to be um, not as good of a team as everybody thought. So I'm going to take the Mountaineers laying the three here at home versus Virginia Tech. I think they take care of business pretty easily here. So those are going to round out my five picks for the week. Love your picks, man. Um, I think we battle on one. It's okay. Nothing wrong with a little bit of a battle. Um, that Purdue add on the plus seven, I think, uh, did I influence that at all? Or was that sitting there the entire time? It was already sitting there, but I love the team camaraderie. Uh, give me Purdue versus Notre Dame. I'm, I'm all about it this week. Love that. All right, this is your money picks this week. Your boy, Roz, is 9-5-1 after a 4-1 week last week. By the way, his second 4-1 week in the last three weeks. I guess, you know, we had week zero to count for. Anyways, big spreads. We're hitting you big. I do have the underdog. Which are, I have a couple underdogs, which already knows. First one, OU minus 22 against Nebraska. This will be over at halftime. You just got to pray that they don't put in their fourth string in Oklahoma. Bama minus 15, you know how I feel, Portnoy effect. Give me the money. Put it on 
Bama, Bryce Young, best quarterback. I mean, Bama is heads and heels above any other team in college football this year. Clemson down, Ohio State down. Georgia offense won't be able to compete when the time comes. Give me Bama to win the national championship today. Today. Ohio State minus 24 and a half. That one's as easy as it comes. I know they lost last week, but they're playing Tulsa at home. Oh, and two Tulsa. I'm telling you, Ohio State will win this game by 50. This is one of those, I just lost. I need to go beat the piss out of my younger brother for getting in the way. Tulsa, I'm sorry that you have to be that team. BYU plus three and a half, because what do we do, Tom? We love blowjobs from the Mormons. That is right. We're going BYU plus three and a half against ASU. It is at home in BYU. We saw how difficult it was for Utah to try to go in there and get a W. Doesn't matter. BYU headed to the Big 12, where they're going to fucking compete here in the near future. And then lastly, let me take Auburn plus six against Penn State. I don't know what to say other than Michigan's the only team I seem to be rooting for in the Big Ten these days, and I hate Michigan, so I don't know what's going on. Auburn plus six. I think they're going to show the weakness of the Big Ten. I think they're going to come in there and uh, get it done in Happy Valley. I know it's tough on the road. Plus six on the road. It's going to be tough, but we'll, we feel confident about that 2-0, and number 22 ranked Auburn. Thomas, you heard our picks. Give us some guest picks. Who should people be looking at through the lens of Thomas Gandolfi? So, like you, Ethan, I know we discussed it the other day. I got uh, I'm going with the Portnoy, the Portnoy effect, and you can't. I don't think you'll lose money gambling on Alabama. So I'm gonna go with Alabama. I'm also gonna ride the train, and hopefully, just because I love to cheer against them too, Purdue money line. And then I got uh, to round out my pick. You know what? Because you guys have them as your dark horse team. I got Iowa. Cover the spread. I don't even know if I was playing this week, Tom. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they I are. Just, I like. I like. I like. They play Kent State. Minus yeah, 22 and a half. That's my bag, bitch. Some, for some reason, I couldn't find them, and I was like, that would be so Thomas to come on the show and just pick oh, a team. I was that just wasn't. looking at them, and I was like, wait, was it <laughs> Iowa State? Well, because I. I tweaked out for a second. I thought I love you, I, I love Iowa minus twenty two and a half. Tom, let's go big spreads. I think we I think I think they'll do it. Kent State both. So I I don't know, man. We'll see. But I love that Tom. Great action. That was good to hear from you. Um, college football starts on Saturday. Gives you a little bit of a teaser for Sunday before ten a.m. L.A. time, noon Chicago time, where the rest of the boys are. Um, gives you a little teaser. Gives you a chance to win some money and put it back on the NFL. You know, there's never any money won from college football. It's only money that's been put on the NFL. It's time. It's okay. We're going to go into this, guys. I wanted to postpone it as long as we could, but we got to talk NFL. Um, I'm a confident man. I'm uh, arguably one of the greatest of all time at whatever task I'm put to. Um, tough loss. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be honest. with uh, we, we might as well cover it at the beginning. 38-3 loss. Aaron Rodgers, two interceptions, um, two silver linings. Can I get two silver – before you roast me, can I get two silver linings, guys? Whatever you want to take out of that game, you go ahead, Eve. Tom, we good? Two silver linings? Oh, wow. Got it. Last year, New Orleans Saints played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They won 38-3. to Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Check it down. Last time Aaron Rodgers threw two interceptions in the first game of the season, 2010, Packers won the Super Bowl. I don't know what to say, boys. That's two. That's I mean, two. there aren't some advanced analytics for you, 
I don't know what is. Packers Super Bowl. Yeah. I, that's that's a re. Those are reaches if I've ever heard them. I don't but know, guys. Hey, I don't whatever know. whatever hey, you guys got to do. Whatever you every, guys got to do. We celebrate Christmas every year because Jesus came out of the ground. Right? I actually don't even know how that works. I probably read the Bible wrong. I didn't even read the Bible. Whatever it is, Packers Super Bowl champs. I still feel it. I still feel it. Tough loss. Tough loss. We're going to bounce back. We're going to bounce back. Let's circle around the rest of the league. The Eagles took care of business in Atlanta. I wanted to talk about that specifically because I was hating on Jalen Hurts. And I think Wits has the gets the floor for this. They did what they need to do, beat a bad team. Atlanta sucks. They haven't figured out what happened in the Super Bowl still. They still replay that game in their head. Jalen Hurts, not a bad stat line. 264, three touchdowns, 27 of 35. Good yeah. Line. And uh, Philly played great in this game. And as much as people hate on Philly, one of the things that they're really good at is they're really good in the trenches, right? And if you have good lines on both sides of the ball, you're always going to be in the game, right? And Atlanta was a team I think people have gone back and forth with. I mean, some people thought they got really unlucky last year, should have had at least two or three or four more wins. But this looked like the same Atlanta team that we've been watching the past couple of years, Roz. I mean, Matt Ryan looked slow. They couldn't get anything going. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. They couldn't do anything right. And Arthur Smith, first game as a coach, uh, was pretty underwhelming. Now, I do think that they are going to turn it around a little bit here. But, I mean, you look at the Eagles, they really dominated this game. And Jalen Hurts, they really scripted the game for him. Um, you know, he threw the ball well, had a bunch of rushing yards too. So, I mean, this Philly team, we talked about that worst to first happening, you know, 16 out of the last 18 years in the NFL. The Eagles just might be that team to do it in the NFC East. And that's going to be my overreaction uh, Tuesday. <laughs> it could go I was just, just going to say – Atlanta looks so fucking bad. So bad. Bad, but you know, I mean, you're a bad so team. Bad. You beat them thirty-two to six, and that's I, exactly that's right. I, I, I said I was, that. I was, I was just gonna say you, you can only beat who you play. You can only play the team from you. And and handled them on the road. On the road too. Give that to Hertz. I know it's in a dome, but give it to Hertz on the road. We Ethan, you got a little like spunk behind your attitude, like you're yeah. trying to, like you're trying to. I don't know. Justify this Packers loss. And you know, sort of we're just trying to we're just trying to move forward, Tom. Trying to move forward. While you talk about the Packers, we'll talk about the NFC North. All zero and one right now. Vikings in first place because they're the only team that didn't lose to a conference team this week. Um, Vikings losing overtime in another kind of game style that nobody wanted to win the game. You know, I played I played to win the game. Didn't look like Vikings or the Bengals wanted to win. Joe Mixon, though, big, big day for Joe Mixon. It's going to be a big year for Joe Mixon. We love Joe Burrow. We love I think it's going to be a big, big, big year for a lot of Bengals players. I agree. Give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Surprise, above 500. Makes you think about the wild card. Don't get the wild card, but they make you think about it. They just make you think about it this year. Yeah. I mean, but one That's- thing I for Roz, I mean, Joe Burrow took a couple big hits again in that game. And, you know, after he took that, I think it was a third or fourth sack, didn't really look quite the same as they went into the fourth quarter in overtime. So I think that's another big thing to watch here. Uh, Joe Burrow, you know, was playing great last year until he went down with an ACL. So Cincinnati going with Jamar Chase um, at the five over Sewell um, from Oregon, it kind of makes you think, Roz, uh, you want to protect your most prized possession and Joe Burrow getting banged around again in week one. Um, that's going to be one thing I'm looking for with the Bengals this year. Can they protect Joe Burrow and keep him healthy? Because he's great, but he's only great if he's on the field. So I think that's that's got to be something Cincinnati cleans up here 
as they play some of these better defenses in the AFC North, like Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, need to keep Joe Burrow on his feet to remain relevant. I'm interested to see with uh, all the hits Burrow took, like you said, if it's going to impact him. But I also think there's um, devil advocate side. He's taking the hits and he's getting up. So we'll see where that goes. Lions almost the greatest comeback in NFL history. Wasn't enough to come back on the 49ers. And then the Bears just trounced on Sunday Night Football. I was hearing something that I wanted to address on the regular broadcast that the NFC West is this highly touted comp or division is one of the best usually in the NFC. I was like, I want to remind people that the NFC West sent a team that was seven and nine to the postseason, I think within the last decade. And they were a very, very shitty division for a long time. I think the NFC North, although all own one, usually is the most competitive division on the NFC side. See, I mean, this is just typical Roz living in the past. I mean, a decade ago in the NFC is, is 100 years ago. I mean, look at the NFC North now. Winless first week. You've got two garbage dumpster of a team in Chicago and Detroit. You've got, I would say, maybe an average team in Minnesota. From what I saw from Green Bay week one, I mean, who's to say that they're not going to go 7-10 and 10 this year? So, I mean, this is just typical Roz living in the past. The <laughs> NFC they've got four possible teams and I mean to bring up something that happened a decade ago I mean it's it's ridiculous but it's typical it's typical Roz for you way to come in that's all I needed to hear because now I'm going to come in hot again the number the sophomore quarterbacks no sophomore slumping on day one Tua Jalen Justin Herbert and why am I spacing on the other guy four sophomore quarterbacks all victories this Jalen Hurts no I said Jalen Hurts buddy (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to – oh, Joe Burrow. Jesus, we were just talking about him. All going, 4-0. Any takeaways on that? Just happenstance that they all won. Dolphins kind of got lucky. They snuck one out there. I'm still not that impressed with Tua. Burrow I am impressed with. Jalen I was impressed with. And then Herbert gets the job done on the road against a good Washington defense. Yeah, I mean – Herbert I, looked good. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought Herbert looked – Excellent. Um, Brandon Staley, I mean, this team looked like it's going to have a chance to maybe make playoffs this year. I mean, look at what Herbert did against supposedly a very good Washington defense. I think people are a little bit higher on them um, than how how good they actually are. But Herbert played fantastic. Um, 337 yards and a touchdown. And I think it could have been a little bit better, but he just looks like a professional. And that's what you want to see out of your second year quarterback who really took the league by storm last year. And, Roz, you know, Tua, they did get the win. Um, you know, Damian Harris going in. I had New England. I know you did as well. So that was very disappointing that he fumbled near the end of the game. But, Roz, I didn't really see enough from Tua to make me think that he really took the leap this year. I mean, he threw a lot of out routes, threw a lot of crossing routes, but they really couldn't push the ball downfield, which I think was one of the main things that people were talking about with Tua this year. And, you know, until I see anything differently, Roz, I mean, Tua looks like, he looks like maybe an average quarterback, but I'm kind of leaning towards he's not a guy who can push the ball downfield. So I'm interested to see, you know, how this Miami team performs when they're not getting those lucky breaks, like, you know, turnovers on the 10 yard line, like they did every time last year and in week one versus the Patriots. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit low on Tua right now. Yeah. I mean, I, he's not 
of the quarterbacks, I still think Mac Jones, I still think Jalen Hurts are probably the people I'd lean with from this Alabama bunch. Thomas, any takeaways from this? Any, yeah, I guess any takeaways from this past weekend that you, uh, you had in the NFL? I think we saw what happens when um, a team star player and the team get in a quarrel and he doesn't give a shit all off season. I think we saw repercussions of that. I think we saw um, – I think this is going to be a very, very uh, high-scoring offensive – I mean, I feel like the year – like, defense is just not a thing anymore. All these games are just, like, so many points scored in all these games. So, I don't know. It was uh, – you know, it's the feeler week. You feel out week one, and then now now we go. Week two, now we go. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with you, Tom. I mean, you look at the league is really driven towards offense. It seems like more and more every year. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, how much more teams are passing, how much more they're going for it on fourth down. And then from the penalty side of things, I mean, you touch the quarterback today, you get you get a flag thrown for it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but obviously the league wants to see more offense and that's exactly what they're getting. It makes it really tough to be a defender. Um, and Tom, the other team you were talking about, I mean, I, I think that guy still thinks this is like hosting jeopardy. I mean, you just do a quick, uh, 40, uh, you do a quick 45 minute prep and just come out and expect to beat Sean Payton at the saints. And unfortunately that's, that's not the way that it goes. Um, you know, this isn't jeopardy. This is the NFL. So got a couple things to work on there. Uh, one of the you got games. feisty, feisty during the quick break. You guys won't know there was a quick break that I had to take a phone call, but somebody took a pill, shoved it up their ass, and there's a little feist in it now. Yeah, a little feisty. Let's let's go through the the rest of the blacklist for the week. Urban Meyer, um, <laughs> they absolutely, USC job is open. Yeah, they absolutely did not look ready to play, and for as bad as people thought this Houston team was going to be, Jacksonville didn't look like a professional team. I mean, Urban Meyer still thinks he's going out and playing Indiana, still thinks the Hoosiers are coming to town, um, and that's absolutely not what happened. I mean, late in the first half, gets the ball back with 48 seconds left, throws three incomplete passes. They end up going down 27 to seven and a half, and we just got to tell him, Urban, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't the ACC that we're playing anymore. This is the NFL. I don't care if they're the Texans. Uh, but it was a it was a very poor effort by the Jaguars, and I know that Trevor Lawrence put up a big day stat wise, but um, you know they were playing from behind the entire game. And then uh, another big game was the uh, Browns and the Chiefs. Um, this was typical Browns again. I mean, really ahead the entire game until their punter um, decides to muff that punt late in the game. Kansas City goes. I mean. This was just a, a game that Cleveland had almost the entire way. And, you know, they let it slip away again, just like that AFC championship game. Um, so really disappointing if you're a Browns fan. And it's a typical Chiefs. You let them hang around, you make a big mistake, and they make you pay for it. Hey, Sanders Blacklist can be a segment every week. Go ahead. Rip into who <laughs> you want to rip into the NFL. I was getting yeah, ready. Uh, I've got one more on the list. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's Daniel Jones and the entire Giant football organization. I mean, you want to talk about ineptness, that's even a word in the NFL, look no further than the New York Giants because it's year after year where this team comes in with all the hype. And I used to, I used to buy the hype, Roz. I used to drink it like Kool-Aid. I don't do it anymore because year after year, 
This team just disappoints you. Daniel Jones, turnovers. I mean, if I'm going to bet two things each week, it's Jared Goff to throw an interception, and it's Daniel Jones to have at least one turnover because that's all this guy does is turn the ball over. They got dismantled by Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos. 27-13, last-minute touchdown. That game was 27-7 the entire way. Um, just another brutal effort by the Giants, and they go and play against Washington this week. Saquon Barkley looked like a shell of himself this week, and my thought is, you know what? It, there's a difference between being cleared to play and being able to play, and that guy did not look like the Saquon Barkley that I saw his rookie year, the guy I saw at Penn State. If the guy's not ready to play, you don't put him out there. Because, I mean, this Giants team got absolutely manhandled in every aspect of the game. And they find themselves here on the road, I think, to 0-2 again for it seems like the 10th year in a row. So um, that's the end of my blacklist. I think I've said enough. No, I have, I have a couple nominees that I would like to not, you know. Sure. Find mm-hmm. their way on your blacklist. Uh, the Chicago Bears secondary for not even being 20 yards in the screen of Cooper Cup on that touchdown. Um, Bears fans have seen it. Those who watch with a somewhat knowledgeable eye have seen the decline of the defense coming, and it has hit us like a wave, like a wave that's been just building and building in the background, and then now it's like, all right, well, it's here. That secondary is terrible. And then Aaron Rodgers, that was my second nominee because he got three, <laughs> three, three, three fantasy points. We're on to next week. We're going to week two of the NFL season, getting our picks in, you bastards. Um, all right. So we've got week two looking ahead. Packers play on Monday night against the Lions. It'll be an easy victory. We'll be back on track into one and one. A lot of good matchups this week. Um, divisional matchups, um, some just statement games. Uh, and which I think what we should do similarly to college football is I think that you should go through your picks and uh, with each game give a little bit of what you want to talk about and if not just give us the pick and we'll uh, we'll get our guest Tommy Tommy two buckets his picks here at the end of our uh, end of our list. Yeah, Roswell, I'll start us off and thanks for thanks for mentioning Joe. We went uh, five and zero last week, so I hope you tailed. Um, but just looking at this week, the first game I really like, Roz, is the Chargers minus three at home versus the Cowboys. I know that game was really close on Thursday night between the Bucks and the Cowboys, but, you know, three turnovers. Uh, the Bucks had a ton of penalties, and the Cowboys still found a way to lose that game. So you got the Chargers going from one of the best defenses to a horrendous unit in Dallas. So my, my question is, am I really upgrading Dallas after that effort that they put out Thursday night? I'm personally not. I know they've got a great offense. I know that they're going to chuck the ball around, but I think this Chargers team, um, I think they're just overall a better football team. So I'm going to take Herbert at home. I'm going to lay the points here. I'm going to lay the field goal. My second game that I'm looking at, uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings this week, Roz, at home, or excuse me, on the road versus the Cardinals. Now, I've got the, the Vikings and the Titans power rated very similarly this year. So I just don't see a seven-point difference between the Vikings and Titans, um, which where we see this line, Arizona laying four and a half this week. They were getting three last week versus the Titans. I really just don't see that big of a difference. So I'm going to take the points here. Minnesota, very disappointing week one, but I like them on the road this week versus Arizona. My next pick, 
I'm going to go with the Saints uh, on the road against the Panthers. I mean, you look at what the Saints did week one, and, I mean, that game got out of hand so fast. It was really hard to even judge, um, you know, the entirety of it. But the Saints looked very good, right? Jameis Winston had five touchdown passes. And, you know, instead of going against Green Bay now, they go against, I think, a, a much less explosive Panthers offense. And Sam Darnold, I give him a lot of credit. He did really well week one, um, 279 and a touchdown. Game managed his way to a victory. But I think the Saints and Sean Payton, I think they're just going to be too much to handle for Matt Rule here. So I'll lay the three and a half on the road with the Saints. My next pick, I'm going to take KC laying three and a half uh, on Monday night at Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, they were dealing with a ton of injuries and still, I think, should have come out with that victory on Monday night. Um, but you look at what Darren Waller did. I mean, the guy seemed like he had 500 targets and the Ravens could do nothing to stop him. So my thought is, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I mean, he might go for 200 yards um, and just absolutely carve up this Ravens defense who's dealing with a lot of injuries right now. If Jimmy Smith isn't able to come back, I don't see anybody on the field who can guard not only Travis Kelsey, but Tyreek Hill as well. So three and a half points. Um, I'm not totally down on the Ravens, but I just don't think it's enough points here. So I'm going to take KC on the road, uh, laying three in the hook. My last pick of the week, um, as much crap as I talked about the Falcons this week, I'm going to go back to them and take the 13 points versus the Bucks. I just think this is too many points here. I know that they're on no Tampa Bay's the defending Super Bowl champions, but I think 13 is too many. I mean, I think this, this spread should be nine and a half, 10 points. So I got to go with the numbers here. I'll take the 13, almost two touchdowns. I have a feeling if we did this show later in the week, it's going to get up to two touchdowns. But as we sit here right now, I'll take the 13 and those will round out. Uh, which is five pack for the week. Roz is coming in with a bounce back week. He went two and three the week before. He's sitting down at negative 1.2 units, but it doesn't matter because he's coming back with money to be made. He is upping the unit ante in this one. Not so much for the first two. We're going to go Washington football team minus three and a half. I just think the Giants are that bad and the defense is that good in Washington. Give me the hook there. And the field goal, I think Washington's going to cover that easily. Cincinnati plus three on the road against the Chicago Bears. Now, this is with Justin Fields not starting. I think Justin Fields showed enough for me to be like, hey, the Bears might have something there. Um, but I think Burrow is going to get into a groove. I think that defense will settle down. I think that offense will get more consistent. I think they look good enough to get past the Vikings. I think they are going to be good enough to get past the Bears. Plus three, maybe even flirt with a little bit of a money line there. Rams minus four on the road. This is probably one I'm a little bit more nervous about, but I'm putting two units on it on the road at Indianapolis. Matt Stafford is the truth in Los Angeles. He makes all of you people forget that Jared Goff was even a member of that organization. Matt Stafford looked good. Matt Stafford's in a great space. That defense is incredible. They have two Madden 99 players and in real life 99 players. So Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey look ferocious on Monday or Sunday night. Take the Rams, minus four, put double units on it. Buffalo, minus three and a half on the road against the Buff or the Miami Dolphins. I think Josh Allen just out-competes um, to a tug of Aloha. I love that pick a lot and put another two units on it. Buffalo's not going to go 0-2 to start this season. I also don't think they're going to let this one stay close for very long. And then three units on your Kansas City Chiefs. Now, look, they look tough. We're down early on the Cleveland Browns. But they came back, did what Cleveland or what the Kansas City Chiefs do, and that's just score, 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 and score some more. Thomas, you know that. You had Tariq Hill. He had more yards than 
anybody else in the league this past week. Minus three and a half against a Ravens team that is so banged up. They don't know who their starter is going to be each week. Give me the Chiefs. Minus three and a half. If I could tease it in the opposite direction, I'd take this game as the Chiefs. Minus 10. I think they're going to blow out the Ravens on Sunday night. Sorry, Baltimore. It's going to be a rough two weeks in prime time for you. Tommy? Right, right to me. I mean, um, I just – you're not going to hear that kind of uh, game breakdowns from me. Um, but a couple picks I have are I got the Raiders plus five against the Steelers. I don't think – I think the Steelers – I don't know. just wasn't that convincing of a – of a win, Ben Roethlisberger still looks old as shit. Um, so yeah, I like the Raiders to at least cover the points um, at plus five, and um, I got I like your Rams picky. I'm gonna also take that, put add that one to my card, and then uh, just as in week two special that I saw, Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith both. To uh, score a touchdown at plus 400, I'm just going to hammer that because uh, I have Devonta Smith and possibly going to play him for wide receiver university. I love that. Matt, that, that rounds out my picks. You are wide receiver university, so it is fantastic. Green Bay. Is that, a good, seg- is that a good segue into a little fantasy corner? You want to talk a little fantasy? What do you want to talk about fantasy-wise? No, I mean, I, I thought we were going to be doing that for the for the recaps. We Wits and I will be doing a recap. Unfortunately, the people listening to the show will not see this. This will be only on the message board for the league that we are in, the KMML. Go reach out to Kevin Marsh, see how he's doing. But I just wanted to say it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful Sunday into a Monday because the Packers start their walk to 16-1. and one. And we're going we're gonna to get there strong, better than ever. Roz is going to head to 2-0. And honestly, I hope both of you guys win this week. You know, I'm here for everybody getting a W on the opening line this week. Um, that's pretty much all I have got. Keep yourself safe. Don't run into Conor McGregor. He's going after everyone these days. MGK was in the way. Um, any final thoughts, Thomas and Wits, before I sign us off? Yeah, a couple, couple before uh... – Wits hops in here. Um, all things are great in the world again. When you can just – I mean, you should have seen my apartment after uh, – I think it was after the Bears game on Sunday. I, I like, got out to, like, go to bed, and I, I was like, I'm not even cleaning this right now. It was just, like, mayhem just ensued for 12 hours. Just great to, you know, melt into the couch, watch 12 hours straight of football. You know, you got – 10 different things going on in 10 different places. You got fantasy teams, pick them pools, whatever your bets are. It's just, we're living again, boys. We're living All things again. are great. We're living. Love it. Wits, final thoughts? Um, just more football. I want it every day. Uh, unfortunately, to take a couple days off here, but uh, a couple more wake-ups till Thursday night. So we'll get it started and we'll get it rocking again. Love to hear that. And uh, that's pretty much it, folks. This has been the opening line. We are your host, Wits, Roz, and special guest, Thomas Gandolfi. Take our bets, win our money, have a fantastic week two in the NFL. We'll catch you next week, everybody.
Peace. Smoke. To believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube